Welcome to Drinking Bros, presented by GhostBed.com. Sit back, relax, and grab a fucking drink. Welcome to Drinking Bros Sports Companion Show. We're going live on YouTube. If you have not subscribed to the YouTube show, well, you should. You're missing out on a lot of fun, a lot of love, and a lot of hugs. Would yeah, you say Pete, that's right, Anthony. The, people don't know that right after every show and right before every show, you and I hug each other tightly yep. for 30 seconds. Yep. It's a full hold. It's, it's full frontal it's hug, very too. Tight. Yeah. It's very tight. Before we went on air, you talked about beard or no beard, rape versus non-rape. Yeah. Like, so I'm going to answer the, the, the question for, for the audience yeah, yeah. here because yeah. uh, Dan wants to make himself look less rapeable. I'm trying to not get raped. Right. Um, and I'm saying you need to keep the beard if you want that to happen. Okay. Without a beard, possibility of a rape. And this is you speaking from your personal opinion. Correct. And what are you basing that on exactly? You, I think, you just like a smooth face? Is that no, 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 not at all. I think, I think a beard these days mm-hmm. has become pretty tactical, right? As Matt, Matt says. Yeah. Um, and so, like, you know, a lot of people, military, have beards. Same way if I see somebody with cauliflower ears, right? I know yep. they're probably an okay. MMA fighter or a wrestler. So with beards, kind of big guy, some form of camo. Yeah, but hipsters too, though. Hipsters have co-opted the beard, and they, uh, I think Evan said this uh, in one of the interviews he did uh, with CBS or some shit. Uh-huh. He was like, hipsters have the, they have the work clothes and the beard, but not the calluses. Ah, you know I mean? yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, which is a poignant <laughs> statement, to say the least. So It's pretty funny. I don't know. When I see a hipster with a beard, I kind of want to rough him up a little bit. Yeah, well, you look, you can. Um, mm. I, I understand it because it's, it's beards and flannels. I think the beards are more kempt. They're shinier. Yeah, that's I think true, you can yeah. go off the shininess of a beard. Um, that's just my personal opinion. Got it. But I don't, I don't know these things. I don't know these things. Uh, I want to I wanna hop into uh, uh-huh, uh-huh, Kawhi, my man. He did it again, didn't Kept he? Kept the world waiting. He, uh, I don't know if he didn't care or if he got off on holding everybody up, but he fucked a couple people over. Fucked a couple people over. He yeah. fucked over a lot of people. A couple of franchises. Uh, I, I was yeah. really shocked by this. And this bomb didn't come down through till what, 1.30 in the morning? Yeah, for some reason, like I have no idea why they would wait until one thirty in the morning. I don't know. I, I, it, it seems weird to me unless you're trying to pull a fast one on people. Yeah. Jamie, email me that link to the, uh, the video and I'll pop it out. I can't find it right now. Um, we're going live on YouTube for, for our sports shows these days. We want to hear from you guys. With the Kawhi Leonard sitch, right? Here's how many people he fucked over in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, First of all, Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis is number one because he physically cost him money. They could not complete that trade at midnight. Therefore, it cost Anthony Davis, I want to say around $2.5 million um, because he agreed to wait. He had a trade kicker, um, and he agreed to wait in order to try to get Kawhi. So first and foremost, Anthony Davis has probably got the most gripe of like, hey, bro, that hour and a half decision you made, Cost me an extra two and a half million dollars. Like, don't be a fucking dick. Uh, one, that, that was first. Second, 
Hmm. I would probably say it's the Oklahoma Thunder. Because uh, from all reports, he reached out to Durant first, Kevin Durant. Yeah. Asked him to join up. Kevin Durant was flattered and said, look, man. And he, Kevin Durant even said, like, I, I, I don't even really know him on a personal level. Yeah. Um, but I was flattered that he reached out and mm-hmm. called. And he goes, I genuinely considered it. So after he said no, around Wednesday, he went out to Paul George for the Thunder. Paul George infamously stayed on the Thunder. Yeah. Last year. When he, he, could, had, he, he could have gotten uh, the same money and a much better situation. At the Lakers. Yeah. He could have gone to L.A. with yep. LeBron and done that. He chose not to. Now I find it strange that he would, he would go in and, and request a trade demand out of Oklahoma City to get to L.A. Yeah. just on a different team with a different player as your as your star player yeah. uh therefore it's hard to say whether well go ahead that fucks down. over the thunder yeah and then going down the fuckery is russell westbrook yeah he's so that's the big question for me uh who who got fucked harder not fucked <laughs> but who had the worst nba free agency was it the new york knicks or russell westbrook i would say the Oof. knicks because their franchise is kind of dicked for a while now yeah, um, yeah, but Westbrook too. Like he's probably. It looks like he's probably gonna go to Miami um, and play with Jimmy Butler, which is a situation. I don't know how how that works. I don't know how it works either. Uh, they're both like amazing players, obviously. Um, yes, but there's nobody else there, and it doesn't. I don't know what their cap situation is going to be, but those are probably two max players. Um, so. I would, I would, I think both of them are max. And you know, look, they got rid of Whiteside. Yeah. So that's going to create a little bit of cap space. But both of those players are very similar. They like the ball. They like to shoot. Yeah. And they're both aggressive towards the hole. I don't know how that works for one another. Westbrook isn't a guy that can sit on the perimeter and just bomb threes. He's not that. You wouldn't accurate. want him to. I think he shoots like thirty-one percent. But. Um Butler is much more accurate from three, but I don't know if that, that's not really his game either. Although we've seen teams with, uh, with two penetrating guards before, like Jordan and Pippen, for example, were both guys that played that kind of style. Not that Pippen was a guard, he was a small four, but they're, they're wing players, which is what those two guys are going to be. Yep. Uh, we're both penetrators, and they had you know, guys like Steve Kerr that could shoot the ball. So I don't know. We'll see, we'll see how that roster shapes out, but I, I, don't, I don't think there's any hope of him winning an NBA championship for the next four years. You and I are both born penetrators as well. Yes. Um, yeah. And that's something we were blessed with. But I, I think that that trade probably has to go down now. It has to, yeah. He's not staying in Oklahoma City. But out of everybody in the league, besides Steph Curry, what Russell Westbrook is the only one that has stayed and happily done so and said, hey, man, I'm not a fucking sellout. Yeah. I'm going to stay with this franchise. I don't give a shit if it's in Oklahoma City. And I'm going to try to make this work. Whereas yep. everyone else left. James Harden wasn't his fault. He got traded, made the best out of a, a better situation in Houston. Um, some people say he wanted out of there. I, look, I, as a six-man coming off the bench, which he's a fucking, what, two-time MVP and a superstar. Yeah, he's not a six-man. He's not a six-man. No. So, But could you, I mean, I don't know why. <sighs> to me, that was a failure of... of the Thunder's leadership, not to see what he was developing into, that he shouldn't be a bench player. Like, there's no reason that uh, the three of those guys couldn't play on the same court at the same time. He, the three of those guys being Westbrook, uh, Harden, and Kevin Durant. Right. 
That would have been a devastating lineup. And that would have been a dynasty for years and years and years. Like, honestly. I don't know, though, if they could have afforded them because I don't think that new cap kicked in until, what, a year or two after Harden left. And that might have been part of the problem of, like, hey, we just physically can't afford all three of these guys. But imagine the dominance that would have came. I mean, fuck. It would have been something else, but it doesn't matter now. Now Oklahoma City's not going to have anyone except for a bunch of picks. So they're going to be good in like six or seven years, probably, something like that. Maybe. Maybe if the picks work out, right? Yeah. Uh, and and uh, I mean, they're, they're over the years. Yeah. I mean, you're looking at, you're looking at a good five to six year rebuild in a city oh, yeah. that's got a small market. And, you know, it, it kind of reminds me of Atlanta, the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, that, look, they're in a large market and they're having a, a tough time with it. I mean, we're on year three or four of this. Trey Young, I think, is going to be amazing. They and signed Jabari Parker. What's that? They signed Jabari Parker. They signed Parker. Jabari Parker. Uh, that Hoarder kid is really good. Yeah. But they're, they're, no way, they're nowhere close to competing no. for a title. They're right a 40 now. win team, probably. Yeah. And uh, it's tough, man. I, I feel bad for those guys. I think the management will do Russell Westbrook. Right, and, you would hope uh, so because they fucked them over pretty hard, right? I mean, they got rid of the only guy, but they did. But it wasn't, you know, uh, when a guy comes in and says, "I want to be traded these days," a superstar, that's it. You, you know, you got to be traded. You got to go. If he doesn't have a no trade clause, yeah. Uh, if if he does or he doesn't, but you know, anybody who's unhappy, it's been proven over the last few years they're mm-hmm. gone. Um, you know, homeboy, they didn't have to trade. Uh, Unibrow, yeah, Anthony Davis, but they did anyways. Um, that caused a chain reaction. Then Jimmy Butler ends up going to Miami. Yep, I don't. I can't really figure that one out. To be honest with you, why he would go to Miami? Yeah, and not resign with Philadelphia. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's a good question. There's some rumors out there about Jimmy Butler. I'll let you go search about those sexually on your own. Sexually, they're out there. Yeah, you can go find those out for yourself. I'm but not- it's strange. A team that was one shot away from playing in the Eastern Conference Finals. Mm-hmm. If Kawhi doesn't hit that shot, Philly's in there, right? That's a tough one to walk away from yeah. for them. Then they had to go and max out Ben Simmons after that. Yeah, they've... Oh, my God, dude. How do you max All out All of these moves? I mean, t- like... And I know we said this maybe two or three weeks ago. <laughs> this was probably going to be the boringest... Boringest time for free agents in the NBA history. Because we thought we knew where everybody was going after the Duran injury. Yeah. Holy shit. It was not, man. No, it was crazy. I, I, no one saw any of this coming. Not only we got it wrong, but every single announcer got it wrong. How about Jalen Rose? He's the worst. There is a 99% chance, that is what he said, that, he, that they re-sign with, with Toronto yeah. for a two-year deal. That's what I'm telling you. That's my sources are telling me. Chris Broussard. He is, it is Lakers, done yeah. deal. He's signing. He's st- he even gave times out. I kind of want to see. That Kawhi was going there. Like, Kawhi's going to sign at noon. Kawhi's going to sign at 6. I hope when Kawhi uh, retires, it's like that stupid fucking thing that Joaquin Phoenix did where he pretended to be a rapper for a while and everybody thought he was going crazy. Right. But really, he was just trolling everybody. <laughs> uh, I, hope that's, I hope he does like a tell-all where he's like, I, I've been fucking with you guys for years. And he stopped. He doesn't even talk or laugh like that anymore. He's talking in like some kind of totally different voice. Yeah. And then he takes his mask off, and he's not even Kawhi Leonard. He's some other guy. That's yeah. what I, I hope. There's some deep conspiracy to his character because otherwise he's just a fucking asshole. To be honest, 
Yeah, man. I, I don't know what his fucking story is. I, yeah. He's one of those guys where if he walk, when he walks away, I think it's going to be like an, a Christian Okoye sitch mm-hmm. where you just never hear from him again and he f- walks off the face of the yeah. earth. Um, so uh, that's my personal opinion with Kawhi that he's that weird that he'll just leave. Like Tim Duncan. Is he in the witness protection program? No, he just uh, kind of hangs out and hunts in South Texas. And that's it. Yeah. His... Um his, uh, what do you call it, his doctor, the former surgeon for the, uh, the Spurs, is uh, a surgeon with the VA, I think, now. He's a prosthetics guy or something okay. like that. So a lot of the guys talk to him from time to time. Really? Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's disappeared on the face of the planet. I see Kawhi doing the same thing. And I think his surgeon's son was a Marine sniper. I think Justin knew him. Really? Yeah, I think That's so. Cool. It's, it's some kind of weird connection. Anyways. Either way, look, L.A. is going to be the hot spot. The Staples Center. Is going yeah. to be the hot spot. It's a basketball mecca. No one gives a fuck about uh, somebody. I don't remember who said it. I, I think it uh, wasn't Jalen Rose. Who was it? I can't remember who it was. Somebody on uh, on ESPN. But anyways, they said no one cares that it's Madison Square Garden anymore. Like you got to put a good team on the court. Oh, for the period. Knicks. Yeah, yes. the Knicks are out. Staples yeah. Center now has become the fucking mecca. The Knicks yeah. are out of it for years. They they signed some European kid who lit it up you know, in the second round for, what, 30 points the other night, and they're hoping yeah. he can be their messiah. But, you know, it's a team. It almost feels like a, 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 a D-League team, like a development league team that they're putting out there on the floor for the Knicks. And I don't know when that, when that gets better. I don't know the free agents either for next year where well, that's a possibility. Yeah, I mean, they signed Julius Randle and, and R.J. Barrett. Who, who's this European And guy? R.J. Barrett has been struggling in summer league. Yeah, that's not a good sign, right? No, not at all. Whereas um, Zion lit it up, earthquake happens, he gets a bruised knee, and then he's out for the summer league. Congratulations, we're shutting it down. Uh, now that this is all shaken out, teams I'm looking forward to n- next year. Lakers. Lakers with Kuzma, LeBron, and uh, AD. That's a sexy fucking team. Yeah, and then Rondo and a couple other guys are in there too, right? Oh, yeah. R- Rondo, oh, Boogie. Boogie Cousins signed there. There you go. Boogie Cousins is on there. Who knows how, this, uh, how it's going to look on the court. Because right now, ESPN's projecting that their lineup is LeBron at point guard, uh-huh. Dan- Danny Green at the two, Cousin at the three, Davis at power forward, and Cousins at center. I don't know if that team can play together. Like, there's too much going on there. I don't know, man. Like, Cousin was definitely the odd man out. But he and, he and Danny Green both shoot the three pretty well. Yeah. Um, not, not great, but in the low to mid-30s, which is, I mean... They're going to get plenty of opportunities to shoot. They're going to be wide the fuck open quite a bit over the next couple of years. Yeah, it's a fun team to watch. I will say this. If anybody can pull it together, it's probably LeBron. Just yeah. simply because he's done it before with the, with the Heat, mm-hmm. um, with Bosch and those guys. He was still able to pull them to the finals in the first year. Uh, to me, you know, because on MyBookie.com, which is our chief sponsor, um, mybookie.com forward slash drinking bros. They're building us a new URL, by the way, that's going to be sexier than ever, they said. That was their words. That means they're going to replace all your photos with photos of me. Oh, or just my dick. Could mm. just be all dick pics on like there. A when bronzed, you go to mybookie.com forward slash drinking bros. Forward slash bronze dick. Yeah. Could, could be just my penis on there. All right. uh, doubles your deposit all the way from $100 to $3,000. If you're a Drinking Bro listener, and if you're a Drinking Bro listener and you're going on there looking at the odds, the Clippers are now favored on MyBookie.com to win the championship. 
after this free agency madness. What do you think of that? Um, I don't know. I, I, it seems like it should be the Lakers, doesn't it? Just based on the on-paper team? On-paper like, team, I like defensively the Clippers a little more. Yeah, defensively. Defensively. But if, if Kawhi Leonard uh, and Paul George aren't on the court, then who's scoring points for them? Exactly. As a matter of fact, if Kawhi Leonard's not on the court, who's scoring points for him? Because say what you want about PG, but as a single superstar on the court, he's not had great success. Right. S- just scoring, making his own shots. Yeah. And I agree. So right now, I, look, my money is probably on the Lakers. If I'm looking for dark horses to bet on, right? Utah's one of them. Utah's good. Big odds. If you're looking for big odds in a dark yeah. horse, Utah's one of them. And I, I'll still put Boston there as a sleeper with Kemba Walker. Yeah. I really like that young core and that nucleus where I just think you needed to get Kyrie out of there and his fucking flat earth theory out of there. <laughs> and get somebody in there with fucking heart. Yeah. yeah I'm not Because Kyrie's a gamer. He's the same way as, as Kemba at the yeah. end of the games. They each want the last shot. And that's fine. I just think they needed a leader and somebody to rally around um, rather than a guy who you're worried about what not whether they're going to resign. Yeah. You don't have that bullshit anymore. You don't have that cloud hanging over them. And if Gordon Hayworth can come back from that injury, look, man, they could be a sleeper team. They could the be East. really good, yeah. Yeah. Uh, either way, this is going to be a really fucking fun NBA season coming up. It's going to be uh, – it'll be interesting. I think it'll be disappointing the first month or so because – these teams, and it happens like this, these teams that we expect to be so great uh, haven't gelled yet, like these new combinations of teams. Yep. But give it, give it until, like, December and shit will start clicking, and it'll be crazy as fuck after that. Crazy as fuck yeah. after that? And, and the Pelicans. Yeah. After watching Zion rip the ball out of that guy's hands <laughs> and dunk it through. That's kind of embarrassing. I, he might have been the one that caused the fucking earthquake. Could have been, yeah. That dunk into the floor afterwards was i mean he just manhandled that guy yes what he scored nine points in 11 minutes uh 11 and nine minutes Fuck. yeah watching them with jj reddick and those guys like dude that's gonna be a really fucking fun team to watch i mean shit they have uh ingram reddick drew holiday who's a baller yeah and then uh i don't think lonzo ball's even gonna get any playing time here that's the one thing that i've that i worry about with new orleans is is fucking the ball dad gonna be raising hell out there because his kids playing 15 minutes a game i don't i don't think the ball dad will go to that small of a market i no. really don't No, any they've got the other kid playing in australia Did you see that is he gonna go there so i i think because somebody's got to watch that kid yeah he can't leave a that's the one that stole shit in china that time right no no it's the youngest see, one. Oh, the youngest one i see. so the youngest one decided to skip college not go and play one year um and instead he decided to go play in this australian league mm-hmm. that it would be better for him pro-wise. And he might be right. I, I yeah. have no idea. It's about an that. interesting experiment. If it, it wor- if it works, is at the end of college basketball because it's just going to be a bunch of fucking dudes that will never make the NBA playing against each other. Yeah. Right? That point. So we'll see. But uh, it's super fucking fascinating um, to find out. But it, I, w- I would imagine the dad's got to be over there with him because when the other two kids were in what Li- Lithuania, yes. he was over yeah, there yeah. all the time. And he, you know, is everybody was like, oh, he just went away. Well, he's got two other kids to watch, so I think he's probably got to go over and watch that other kid. And uh, you won't hear from him. Not only that, New Orleans is what the second smallest market in the NBA. So I don't know, but it's yeah. it's not big. No, not at all. He's gonna have his fucking hands tied on that one. Uh, let's get to the sponsor, shall we? 
Talked about my bookie at the top. MyBookie.com forward slash drinking bros is our chief sponsor uh, for the entire year. I can't believe they signed up again, but they did. Well, it's about to be that time of year again. It is. It is. And I, I told you about the Ohio State thing, right? No. They, they asked. They were like, hey, man, why don't you do the, the, the Ohio State uh, bank again? Same as last year. Yeah. Oh, that was a brutal. That's probably where they're making back most of their money that Drinking Bros are winning from them because uh, what, what were they like five and uh, seven, uh, seven or something? Or something? They, they were yeah. two games under against yeah. the spread. And like, yeah. I, I, look, a bunch of those games were down to the last second. Yeah. So I don't look. Full disclosure: we have a new quarterback this year. Mm-hmm. Um, him trying to get into a new system with a new coach. I don't know that I'm taking him up on that offer yet. I'll wait. I'll wait until till August to make a decision. But uh, we're gonna in the in the next upcoming weeks here, we're gonna have uh, uh, live odds for that of, of who we think is gonna win the title. We'll do a college football preview, yep. NFL preview. Uh, something else they added to mybookie.com forward slash drinking bros this year was a Sunday pick'em, which I really really love. Yeah. So that way you can go on and, and bet all the games on the NFL. And then the, the top winning team wins wins the fucking quiche every week. And I think that thing, they're predicting it to get up to like, you know, a million dollars or whatever. That's going to get nasty. There's a lot of people in there. It's going to get nasty in there. Yeah. Well, I, I have a feeling. Um, but anyways, go on there. Uh, MyBookie.com forward slash drinker bros. $100 all the way to 3000 Your deposits are automatically doubled. Use it for the year. We started our year betting on Clemson last year. And, yep. uh, man. It worked out pretty well. fucking amazing. Uh, last year, bet with us or against us. Next up is GhostBed.com forward slash drinking bros. Did you sleep? Did you have a nice sleep last night? I did, yeah. I slept on a ghost bed. Yeah, you did. As I do every night. Yeah. Um, I really... My my sincere hope is that Ghostbed gets big enough where they're just in all hotels. Because honestly, you can't get a better mattress for that price. Correct. Like there's just no fucking way anybody is competing with them yeah. in quality versus cost. There's no way. Um, so that that's my sincere desire. So I don't ever have to go without one. Because I'm thinking about getting a jacket or something, some kind of sleeping, like maybe a sleeping bag made out of ghost bed material. Yeah. And I'll just travel with it. Just keep it, just keep laying it yeah. on down. If and I that, could put, if I could travel with the pillows, just separate cases yeah. for the pillows, that'd be good. And as I descend into madness and eventually become a homeless drug addict, I'll have that. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. You'll have it all the time. Uh, and plus you're military. So yeah. you get 15% off. Do you get 15% <laughs> off? You're not paying rent when you sleep on the ground outside of a bank. No, you don't. Come on, GhostBed. Yeah. <laughs> Go to GhostBed.com forward slash drinking bros for all your mattress needs. Again, if you're military or first responder, you get 15% off forever. Scroll to the bottom of the page. Click it. Get in on all the fucking deals. Pillows, mattresses, sheets, adjustable bases. Uh, if you're a regular human like myself, they, all their 4th of July deals are still going on, so capitalize on them now. And as always, at ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros, 36 months, no interest, pay as you go program. No one is offering that on the internet. Uh, thank you, Ghostbed, man. I love those guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, last but not least, Boner Pills, Roman ED. Roman. You it's took great. some over the weekend. Uh, I just for stay the fourth. I'm, no, I'm on it all the time. Is that real? You take it like every three days, right? Uh, give or take, yeah. It depends on what's going on in my life. Or who's and coming I'll... into town, right? No, no, no. What kind of bruiser you got coming in? No, it's, I'm just always ready. 
Who's your big rig? My big rig? Yeah, who's your big rig coming into town this weekend? <laughs> this is no big rig. Yeah? What are you talking about? Are you, are, are you going to getroman.com forward slash drinking bros and getting some boner pills for I actually big rig do. coming in? They, they send us free samples, but samples aren't enough for me. I need a full-time supply. Yeah, you do. So I do buy my own. Yep. Um, but it's not, it's not just for one individual moment. You understand? I, I'm always ready. Because you never know when you're going to have to establish dominance. Yep. Or Men, you know, Man or woman. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Or, you know, just whip it out and let people see it. Whatever the case is. I want to be ready, no matter what. The, if doorstopper, whatever. For action. Yes. Yeah. I, uh, a bunch of people hit us up last night at Drinking Bros, and they were like, dude, Roman's huge. They were on the Home Run Derby last night. Yes. Yeah. They're, they're fucking everywhere right now. Yes. Um, like, um, somebody sent me a message. Like, I think you guys blew Roman up because I see them everywhere now. I'm like, yeah, I think you might be right. Maybe. I mean, Drinking Bros are a weird group of people and i'm sure you're just mainlining this drug so and i support that no they're look they're they're incredible and uh it gets shipped to your house in a discreet box so you don't have to go to a fucking doctor like uh what's the other boner pills uh Viagra, Cialis, Viagra, Cialis. Yeah. you got to go to a doctor and do all that bullshit and then they gotta prescribe it to you and i don't know if you're like me like i i gotta go to a doctor tomorrow i've got a lady doctor i don't want to tell her hey man why don't you fucking slide me your, your endocrinologist is a female What's up? Your endocrinologist is a uh, My gynecologist is, yes. Um, I'm, you, I'm post now. I'm oh, post I see. Up. So you're in the stirrups now. Yeah, I'm post up now. But uh, no, I, I get a lady doctor and I don't want to fucking deal with her That's bullshit. weird that you have a female endocrinologist. Although I had one at the VA too and I just whip my dick out all the time. Really? Yeah. Was just, did she ask? No, I mean, I didn't. No, no, no. I didn't do it like that. It's just like every time I had to go in for any kind of thing, she's like, let me see that hog. And I'm like, God damn, dude, again. Yeah. But... Now there's a framed picture of her with my hog in her office. Oh, that's nice. That's sweet. That's nice. If you want a framed hog in someone else's office, go to getroman.com forward slash drinking bros and get those boner pills. It's like 20% off. Yeah. Um, all right, Dan. This is, this is what you came for today. Craig Delesky just said that, fucking, uh, that Iowa is going to win the Big Ten. Not a close. Not even close. Um, uh, and again, subscribe on YouTube because we're going to start answering your questions live on air at the end. Yeah. Um, do it. We got a new page. We've got a media company. So Ross Patterson Revolution and Drinking Bros Podcast are combined. Uh, go to YouTube. We'll answer all your questions. Answer all your shit. All right, D'Anthony. Women's team. This is what we came for here. Women's won the World Cup for the USA again. Yeah, they dominated. 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 Like dominated every the single tournament. game they played was dominant. The yeah. only one that was really even close, I think, was the uh, England game, maybe. Yeah, England and uh, Sweden. Sweden's yeah, but always I, tough. I didn't feel like... Uh, I never felt like they were going to lose either one of those games, though. I didn't either. Like, you know how, yeah. you know how in 16, 17, 18, those years... You would watch the Warriors, and even if they were down, you're like, eh, yeah, they're not going to lose. But I don't think the women's team trailed at any point in this no, whole time. they didn't. They didn't at all. And uh, for that reason, Dan, I'm saying pay them. No. Fucking pay them money. Our men's team has been shitty for 20 years. It has, yeah. Women's have absolutely dominated. It's not the, it's not the U.S. men's team versus the U.S. women's team getting paid. It's men's soccer players versus women's soccer players getting paid so that that discussion that u.s tv ratings were high is is of no consequence to this discussion and here's why you ready fire away so let me consult my notes here okay the women's world cup in 2015 
generated $73 million for FIFA. $73 million. Yep. Okay. The 2018 Men's World Cup generated $6 billion. That with a B. Yep. Uh, men got 7% of that revenue as, as prize money. And in the Women's World Cup, they got about 13%. Okay. So get fucked. Okay. If it's about ratings and money, and ratings isn't just about who, how many people watched from the U.S. on television. It's about everybody in the world who's buying their merchandise. And you have to think about yourself as a brand instead of you know, throwing a flag on the ground and pissing off half of your fucking audience like an asshole. Hang on. Uh, let's start with jersey sales. Okay. Who was the number one jersey sales for the last month? Um, Men or women in any sport? It's definitely women for the last month. Yes. But they, they judge these based on four-year cycles, not based on right now. But I, I, I think, me personally, here's why I'm saying pay them. I think they should base it on right now, what the ratings are, because that's what we base the, the pay off of NBA, MLB. Yeah, yeah. That's what the salary cap is based well, on. Well, yeah, it is and it isn't, right? It is because this is a contained unit in the NBA. It's all North America. Sure. This is a global sport. And the World Cup is a global event. So FIFA is a global organization, and they, they, they made $6 billion off the men, and they made $73 million off the women. And they're expected to make about $120, $125 million off the women this time. Right. It's not even fucking close, man. But where, where is the ad revenue going? Because if you looked at the numbers for, for the ratings, mm-hmm. right, it was uh, 22% higher. The women's yep. World Cup finals was 22% higher than the men's. So my, ex- my expectation is that the women's... Are that, that all the TV ratings, uh, that ad revenue, that FIFA gets a cut of it, obviously, because it's their content. Right. Um, so even with those dominant, much higher ratings than the men's, they still aren't making a fucking tenth of what the men are making. Sorry. I, that's, that's basic fucking math, if, homie. If I'm the women, because they, they've got a lawsuit going right now. Yeah. Um, and these ratings certainly fucking help because uh, if you're looking at the numbers, it was, it was about 22 million who watched, mm-hmm. which is about the equivalent of the semis. I would say the second second round for the NFL playoffs. Yeah. Uh, the only thing that's rated higher right now is obviously the Super Bowl and then the NFC and AFC championship at that point. If I'm the women, I go in there with those numbers. I take the ad revenue off of that and I say, fucking pay me based off of this. I don't give a shit what FIFA says for the world. Because the problem with FIFA as a global organization, mm-hmm. they're corrupt. They always have oh, yeah, been for time. years and years and years. I mean, the, the Men's World Cup, I believe, in what is it, 2022, mm-hmm. is in Qatar? Yeah. 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 I, no reason <clears throat> that they should have ever got it. It's going to be well, what, a million degrees. Didn't they agree to, to put it somewhere else? Or is this, that's still shaking out there? I don't know yet. I think people are protesting that. But, I mean, look, Brazil wasn't ready for it. Russia certainly wasn't ready right um who knows man so if i'm the women i separate from fifa um and i say hey if you want to if you want to televise this and put this on tv i want a cut of that ad revenue because we're putting out a better product that's never going to happen and t- frankly while they may be putting out a better quality of product they're not putting out a better product because they're not selling as much as the men are they may be in u.s tv markets but again this is not a u.s organization this is a global organization right but I- i'm saying I'd get out of that and demand yeah. a separate contract for U.S. only and mm-hmm. U.S. ad revenue going in through it will, these TV stations because this is only going to grow. It'll fail immediately. It keeps if they do that. growing exponentially. I don't think it will, man. I, I I saw the excitement around the country. Fuck, this is 
I would say the last three World Cups for females, like and you and I, because we're both diehard sports across mm-hmm. the board. And anybody, like, cause some people say, oh, you don't cover this as much as this. Yeah. It depends on what's going on and why and what dominates yeah. the headlines and the news coverage. You and I went to a fucking bar to watch, who is it, France and Switzerland? I mean, yeah, yeah. Yep. I, I'm into to U.S. women's soccer. And now, granted, that's the only sport I can say that about. So the WNBA... That that product is nowhere close to the NBA. Yeah, nothing you're, you can again, do about You're that. talking about the quality of the product, though. That's not what marketing is about. It, it isn't. It's but it's about ratings and it's about numbers. And right now, the well, ratings are better than the ratings in the U.S. for yes. television, which is part of the FIFA revenue. Is still, I mean, I don't know what percentage. A hundred. Let's see. This year, they they expect to make 130 million. Um, and last year, the men's made men made six billion dollars. Right. Come on, man. But the ratings were higher here. It doesn't know here. It doesn't matter. I, the U.S. government isn't who's paying them, and it's not the TV companies here. It's FIFA that's paying this prize money. Right. But I, I would split off. I would split off from FIFA and say, if you want to, if you want us to be in here, we want to be paid. They would have to get every other country to do that too, and that's just not going to happen, man. I think as women, you could possibly do it. I mean, didn't the the U.S. gymnastics team? They just split off from their their union right that's now. Not, that's not even close to the same thing, though. Like it's not, it's not even close because they don't make anything. These, these women are like going to make millions of dollars. These, no, they're not. I mean, the women at large are going to make millions of dollars. They're going to make 13% of 130 million this year. I think it comes out to what? $234,000 is what they're going to walk away with after this. Yeah. For three weeks of playing soccer. That's not bad. Well, I mean, you got to train all the way going up for it. But they get paid for that by the U S government. And what's that salary? You think? I have no idea. No idea. I doubt if it's, it's the U.S. Much. government paying it. It's probably like I mean, if they're paying people to play professional sports, it's probably like fifty, sixty grand, maybe. It's probably shitty. Yeah. Um, so look, uh, what I think is going to happen. But I all think these women are also professional soccer players in professional leagues, where they're making money for that too. So it's like I'm, I don't feel that bad. Well, for that, that that money's garbage pay. Because look, I, I can tell you the MLS. Most of those contracts mm-hmm. are about fifty to sixty k, even for dudes. Yeah, they're not much. But those again, that, that's not a sport that's for, for the dudes, right, in these cities. It's not a sport that people are clamoring to see every day. Yeah. But once every four years, I think these women can get fucking paid a shit ton of money for what they deserve. So, Well, we'll maybe. Here's the, here's the problem. They're only making money in the United States for, right. for FIFA. Like no, so, so your argument, like if, if they start, if the argument becomes that FIFA needs to change how much they're paying women, then that changes all over the world, and that doesn't make sense for them. I, I, but TV ratings wise, it does. It doesn't in the it United only, States. In the United does. States, but the United States isn't the one paying them. It, it's and it's a but fraction. It should be no. It's only a very. It's a small fraction of that revenue, like, like not much. They should be, in my opinion. You're bringing in 20 million views. I mean, fuck, dude. Uh, the ad rev on uh, anybody else bringing yeah. in 20 million dollars. The only again, the only comparison you have sports wise mm-hmm. is the second round of the. The NFL playoffs. Yeah. I wouldn't. Ha- I wouldn't be opposed to uh, the women's team negotiating their own sponsorships, for example, which they did with fucking Hulu. Yeah, I, I'm sure they made a fucking ton of money off that. I, I think. Well, look, it's all going to come out in this legal trial, so uh, I'm interested to see what happens. Yeah. But uh, but I, I wouldn't mind like if so. That's how you deal with disparity and 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 uh, impressions and marketing. Like, hey. You're, you're part of a closed system, so we can't just fucking dump money towards everybody in here. But if you personally can make more money, 
as a sponsor because you're generating all these TV impressions, put a fucking logo on your shirt. I don't care about that. Yeah. I have no problem with that. And then give the women the fucking proceeds. Go ahead. Here we go. There's our answer, Dan. It is, but it's not to just raise the prize money because these women aren't making shit. So let's figure out a creative way behind it. If they're able to put the logos on, yeah. is FIFA allowed to touch that money would be Fuck my question. No. no. And I, I don't think they should ever be allowed to, to be honest. Because like, this, ima- this imagine in cycling as well with the Tour de France. Yeah. You had to yeah. put your team together. And I think when uh, Uniball, uh, Lance Armstrong, it's like was the doing U.S. It. Postal Service. Yeah, or it, sure, yeah right? it was yeah. the U.S. Postal Service, and they spent a fuck ton of money on it. So I, I'm not opposed to that. Um, no, but no. is there any other sports league where the, the league itself gets a cut of the fucking ad revenue for player sponsorships? I don't think so. What do you mean for player sponsorships? Like if, like LeBron James contract, the NBA doesn't get any of that for, with Nike. So why would a team contract under They FIFA? do from Nike because Nike's got to pay them to license uh, the well, NBA. Well, that's between Nike and them, though. Like the money generated from the revenue are the impressions from, from them wearing something on their shirt or whatever the fuck it is. That shouldn't, the FIFA should not be able to touch that. FIFA's going to have a huge problem with this, by the way. And Massive. Yeah, it's it'll be super interesting to see how it shakes out in court because it depends on where the trial is held too. if it's a federal court here in the United States, the U.S. women will probably win. I um, think so. But if it's like at The Hague or something like that in a neutral place, they're not going to win. Yeah, I don't think I don't think they'll win because one FIFA can spend way more money than they can on attorneys and shit. And two, I don't think the numbers are in their favor. I don't think uh, the women's national team, the numbers are in their favor. You know what would be interesting is if the best team in the world just sat. It would be, yeah. Sat out and said, hey, we're not going to play. That would be like United States men not playing, you know, for the Olympics. In basketball, you Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, And just sat. Um, But we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, Next up, we got Coco Goff uh, at Wimbledon. Uh, she was lighting it up, 15 years old. She was born in 2004, oh, if, that, if that makes you feel like a giant old piece of shit. Yeah. Uh, and she whipped uh, Venus Williams in what, the first round or second round? First round. So like I, I watched straight sets, it, yeah. too. Uh, in straight sets, uh, Venus is 39 years old. I can't remember a female tennis player playing to that age. Uh, maybe low. Maybe Graf. When did Steffi Graf? I, even, I think she kicked out of like 36, 37. Um, and Venus looked old and she looked slow. Yeah. Well, she's, she's got that blood issue too. So yeah. it's like. I wasn't, I wasn't terribly surprised at that. Uh, the fact that she was a wild card and was what? Ranked 336th in the world. Yeah. Was pretty crazy to, well, to, she, to gain entry. It's weird that she was ranked that low, honestly. I think it's just because of her age because she's the number one junior for years now. And she's, oh, yeah. she's won a junior Grand Slam, as a matter of fact. Yep. Like all four majors in the junior circuit. So it's like, uh, I think it's one of those things where people just weren't paying attention. Um, the, the, the craziest honestly. thing about it to me is her composure on and off the court. Her interviews, it's as if she's been given these press conferences for years. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. Where is she from? Uh, Georgia originally. Where, what part of Georgia? I'm not sure, but I, cause I know they relocated to Florida to get her better coaches and trainers and all that stuff. Clearly it worked. Yeah. Fuck yeah. It worked. She's, she's not just, uh, she didn't just take advantage of an older player and, uh, Venus Williams. She went to the fourth round. She was clearly better than most of the people in that tournament. Oh yeah. So I'm, I mean, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how that happens. The last time we saw somebody that young in a sport like that in a, in a solitary sport, uh, be that better than 
like competition or age was Tiger Woods probably when he was 17, right? When he first played that semi. Or Tiger, first, I remember Jennifer Capriati as a kid uh, doing pretty well at that 15 was years old. a long time ago. Oh, yeah, yeah, That yeah, was yeah. like the it, 80s, it, It's right? extremely rare. Yeah. And then you had, a, what, a 20-year-old who just won over the weekend uh, in golf. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't remember that person's wolf. name. How do you forget the wolf, brother? What's, his, what's their last name? Uh, Michael Wolf, I believe, is his name. Um, but... Uh, you know, younger, these kids are getting younger and younger. It's because the parents start this shit off really early. Yeah. Well, Tiger Woods' dad pretty much super glued a fucking golf club to his hands, right? Yeah. And look, I coached, I coached my son's t-ball team like two years ago um, at the age of four. And I can, I can tell you there was a couple dads out there who were convinced <laughs> that their child was the next fucking Mike Trout. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they were, you know. The dad was dipping on the field like the other coach. And I was like, yo, man, we are not in the majors yet, hombre. That's funny. Yeah. Telling people, you know, where his kid preferred the ball and all that other shit. And T-ball? Oh, yeah. It's going to get, I'm telling you, it's it's only going to get worse. When you see 15-year-olds like this, then every parent automatically thinks their kid is is the next coming of Christ. I'm going to start adopting people like the blind side. But kids who are like 15, 16 years old that actually are good. I'm just <laughs> going to into your I'm just home. Gonna, yeah, I'm just going to start adopting people. Yeah. I, look, you take that uh, guy. Who's the guy in the, uh, uh, the summer league right now? Taco. Um, he's 7'7 seven, seven or something. Taco some shit. Charles. Like, there's, or... a, there's a picture of him I saw yesterday, and he's standing with the ball in his hands at the rim, and his feet are flat on the ground. Dunking. And he's, he's dunking yeah. without, without jumping. I, so I watched that summer league game, and I was like, Jesus Christ, what do you do against this? Um, man. Manute Bull was sort of like this, but this guy's This guy's thick. Manute Bull was I like know? he was like his his he had those skinny legs. Manute Bull weighed about hundred pounds. This guy didn't. And all I kept thinking was, who's the family that took him in? You know? Because they're getting paid off of it. That's that's what you really want, Dan. He is a uh You want to go out and find yourself a little tiny blind side. Or uh just start adopting other adults. For no reason. Like, I might adopt Jack Mandeville. <laughs> but what's Jack going to give you? Nothing. No. It's like but I am gonna, dog. I'm going to dress him up like a baby. <laughs> it's like having another dog is what it's like having, Dan. Oh, uh, well, yeah. I mean, he has a dog. He has a character called Dog. Yeah. He just rides Dog on his stomach. Yeah. So. Big fan of Jack, and I think he can be bought, by the way. Oh, yeah, he can be bought. For the right price, he can yeah. be bought. Yeah. Uh, his mom, Becky Mandeville, would be super upset that she's not his mother anymore. Well, she, but, I think she'd get over it. Yeah. If, she had, if she could visit him on the weekends, I think he'd be fine. But I think that, I that enterprise that you mentioned would be a great one to start of, uh, hey, man, <laughs> let's start adopting kids yeah. who are going to be really good Craig, at sports. Craig Dulesky says that there's an old Daniel Tosh joke where he says, check their 40 time, make sure it's under 4-3 before they get in the car. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, who's, that, who's that, that 16-year-old that just signed with the Yankees? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's supposed to be like a once-in-a-generation, blah, blah, blah. Player, I saw him. I thought it was a 27-year-old man. Yeah, he looks – well, see, I mean – He looked like Aaron Judge already. Did you ever hear about that theory that Albert Pools is actually like three or four years older than what he says he is? Yeah, like I've, he, I've heard that before. He came yeah. over here at 22 or 23, yeah. and that's why he was – he, he had the best first 10 years of any player in Major League Baseball history. He yeah. averaged – he had a 300 average, 30 home runs, 100 RBIs, 100 walk every single year for 10 years to start off his career. No one's ever done that before. Um, I think Stan Musial was the only person that came close to that. So Pete, there's a theory out there that he was older, and now that's why he's been on such a rapid decline. 
Uh, I have a different theory on Pujols. I think he was juicing the entire time, and then once it caught up to everybody, yeah. I think he stopped, and he had about a two-year period where he was kind of shitty and was going through injuries because yep. he didn't have that fucking that, that juice running mm-hmm. through you, brother, that tap-tap running through you. And uh, I think he, it took him a while to get used to it. And then after that, you know, he's been pretty goddamn good. Look, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. For sure, what has he got? Six hundred and thirty-seven home runs, or something crazy. Um, um, but six forty-six now. Yeah. Uh, to that theory, though, you know, they're again. I'm gonna I'm gonna switch this back to kids now. Yep. Um, even white American kids, they're calling it red shirting your children, mm. where you hold them back from preschool to kindergarten, so that way they're 19 years old at the start of senior year, and you have that extra year of development, and that's a big thing right now, and they're trying to curb it at schools and. Uh, uh, there was a, a parents that I ran into because there was one kid uh, on this t-ball team yeah. that was just a fucking monster. I mean, he double the size of my kid and everybody else's kid. Um, so you're like, what the fuck? Yeah, and I was he was ripping balls. Did he have that uh, that birth certificate like from the bench warmers where it's on crayon? I am ten. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, look. His uh, his a, mom. Here's the thing. Polaroid staple to it. Mom was white. Dad was black. Mom yeah. was was uh, she was a taller woman. Mm-hmm. I, I would say she was probably about five ten. Right. Kids his, are like that though. If they have one parent or. Well, here's yeah. the thing. The dad was six eight. Oh shit. And uh, you know I, he was close to three hundred pounds. Right. Um, the mom said two eighty, but That's I'm going to tell you he was three bills. But the kid was so much bigger, so much better than everyone else. Yeah. And. Uh, I, I, I mentioned to her kind of jokingly, but not really jokingly. Yeah. I was like, hey, what do you, you think is going to happen with him? Because he's the best one out here, right? I, I mean, and I'm one of those people who's honest about their children. Nobody yeah. else is, but I am. And I was like, look, I'm coaching this team. He's the best one out here. What do you guys think about what's going to happen with him? Mm. And um, they were like, well, you know, we were thinking about doing this, whatever. And I was like, hey, you ever think about holding him back? Mm. And literally the mom just looks at me and she stops and she goes, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we've thought about holding him back. And I was like, holy shit, uh, what stops you? And she said the school board went in and said, no, you can't do this. We're having too many parents trying to do this. And we really? Don't, yes. Here in Wilmington? In, in Wilmington. So it's that, it's that pervasive. It's that prevalent, yeah. So, holy shit. Uh, that in Los Angeles has a bad problem of course, with it now. Of course, L.A., but you wouldn't expect LA, that to Because L.A., everybody thinks here. their kid is going to be a superstar yeah. in, in uh, sports. God, that is so fucking weird. Yeah, so they call it redshirting your child. And that's what it is. So if Albert Pujols did this, it's not surprising because if you're trying to get somebody out of their country and sign a huge American contract for shit, uh, I get it, man. Uh, I would do the same goddamn thing too. Yeah. And then because you look, you look at last night's home run derby, which was one of the greatest things I've ever seen in it's, my entire was, life, sports it, wise. Like there have been a bunch of good ones recently, but this one had the most people that were competing at a super high level, I think, of any in recent memory. Like, Same. It was uh, Acuna was flipping shots over the wall. Obviously, Alonzo won. Um, fucking Vlad Jr. was killing the ball. Fucking uh, homeboy from the Dodgers. Yep. Uh, was was raking him. Um, Jock Peterson. So, when's the last time we had four guys that had like amazing record breaking fucking home run derbies? I don't think we ever. I love this new format, by the way. I do too. I think it's perfect. They've got the format dialed in, I think. Um, Although I would make the last round. To watch. I would make the finals less than four minutes. I think they were too tired to be like. 
But although it did, wise, it look, did make it interesting, though. Yeah, and and uh, what did Vlad Jr. have? Twenty two or twenty nine? Twenty nine? No, but, but in 22. the final, I think he still had twenty two in yeah. the final, and and uh, Alonzo went in there and uh, and beat him by one. Yeah, and and walked off. But fuck, man, I, I like the fact that they added money to it this year too. Yeah, a million dollars. Do, do they do that for the dunk competition? No, uh, I think they. That it's about fifty grand. They should make it. Like fucking five million bucks. Oh, man. dude! Then you could get LeBron and all these fucking yeah. guys in there. I don't know if LeBron would do it, but some some guys would do it. He wouldn't do it, and Mike Trout said he would never do the home run derby. He says that, but uh, a couple of people have a theory that if the All Star Game is in Philly in front of his home fans, that he'll do it there. They think there's there's a rumor that he's holding out until that happens. Really? Yeah. Uh, Which is fucking it's in, great. It's in L.A. next year. Yeah, he's not. He doesn't give a fuck about L.A. That's just money. Yeah, but Philly's it, is home. If it's if it's in the Dodger in Dodger Stadium, there is a chip on your shoulder of Dodgers versus Angels. Because let's face it, you've been there before. Um, you've been to, to both ballparks. Yep. It's a Dodgers town. Anaheim's a fucking hike, unless you live there. I um, mean, it's like twenty two miles away, but it takes forty five. Well, you we went to, to the Sweet there. Sixteen yeah. there, um, right across the street, the Honda Center. Yeah, it's crazy. Right across the street from the stadium, that was an hour and what forty minute drive in traffic. Yeah, it was terrible. People don't want to go to the fucking Angels games. No. You're always going to go to the Dodgers over the Angels, and let's face it, the Dodgers have had a better team. So part of me thinks because of that chip. He'll enter next year in L.A. and say, fuck you, I'm still the king of L.A. Maybe, but there's two guys, Bellinger and Peterson, who are legit like home run derby oh, I know. potential champions. Imagine so. Trout going up against them. Trout and whom else? Bell, uh, Bellinger? Yeah. And, uh, Peterson? and Peterson? They probably won't have two guys from the same team on. But that would be, it uh, would be sexy, wouldn't yeah. it? God damn, that would be fun. I mean, you put Vlad Jr. in there I think as Vlad well? Jr. is going to do it forever. He and might until he gets too. He he's already kind of soggy around the midsection. So, yeah. uh, when he start when he gets into his late twenties, I think he's going to start having the same kind of problems that Prince Fielder did. Because I think so. Prince yeah. Fielder was an elite hitter. He had fifty one home runs one year. Mm-hmm. He was uh, he, and when he was like twenty five, twenty six, it really clicked for him. He started. Uh, just he was hitting three hundred too, like he hitting three hundred, driving the ball, walking a hundred yeah. times. He was a really good player. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, just injury, 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 injury. And you have to think that some of it was because he was carrying all that extra weight around. Yeah, that weight catches up to you. It, yeah. caught, it caught up to a big panda too, Pablo Sandoval. Oh yeah, and yeah, he's uh, and, and that caught him. That's my own. That's the only thing I can see happening with with Vlad Guerrero Jr. Yeah. Um, also, it, really shocked that he only speaks Spanish. After his dad played the majors for 9,000 years. His dad, I think uh, Vlad played 17 years or something like that. It was crazy. Like a long time. And the kid, you can see the kid. He was at every all-star game, like swinging bats and hanging out. So he was around. You would think he would learn English by accident after all that time, (laughs) to be honest. Like just pick stuff up. Uh, And I don't know if it's like he doesn't know it or if it's just a power play. Or he might be one of those guys. Like I know Acuna is, he's 20 years old, but he speaks from what I, my friends that uh, have been around say that he speaks English. He just feels uncomfortable with his level of English. So he doesn't do it on interviews and shit. Yeah. Um, I get that. But after seven, after growing up here half of your time, six months out of the year, you would think that he would have on accident picked it up, but I can't speak Spanish. So what do I know? He could just be an idiot. Yeah. But you're, you weren't, you're not playing professional ball down in Mexico. No, I'm not. So uh, he's, it, it's probably it could be Dan. It's Yeah, it probably could be. <laughs> it, it's, it's, uh, it's likely that he's just an idiot. Like he's just a meathead. He's like, he's like the, uh, the Gronkowski of the, of major league baseball yeah. 
from the from the DR basically. He could be. Yeah, he's just like I just want to be a home run heater, man. Yeah, a Leah home run heater. <laughs> All I want to be is a Leah home run heater. Uh, but, it felt weird seeing uh, Big Poppy not being there last night, and then I remembered. Oh wait. You uh, you banged a fucking drug lord's wife and got shot. Yeah, well, t- they're they're saying that's not true now. But they're still looking for the real killer. Like, yeah. uh, it's like, come on, dude. Like OJ. Like all that information came out and he's like, oh, it was a case of mistaken identity. No one in the DR is is mistaken. My good friend Big Poppy for <laughs> anyone else in that country ever. That'll never fucking happen. Um, yeah. at any at any rate, Acuna is is I gotta tell you, and. In the later rounds, you started seeing Alonzo doing it too, but those guys have some of the best swings and most raw power of any two young guys I've ever seen since Trout came along. Yeah, that like was my biggest takeaway from the home run derby last night was how it was just those two guys. Acuna like, looked well. Um, Alonzo towards the end too, he started driving the ball to right center and and he center. He did, too. but as an overall prospect for for years and years to come, where where I mean, you can see absolute greatness out of them. Yeah, the way. That Acuna was able to just to flick his wrist to all fields, when he when he was going opposite field for you know every other home run just for the hell like, of it, yeah, just to do it. Yeah. It seemed like almost like he was bored, and then he gave up at the end where he was just yeah. like, "All right, cool, I'm tired out." And I wondered if in his mind he was just like, "All right, I'm not going to beat Vlad. I don't yeah. want to fuck up my swing. Yeah. I did what I came here to do. I'm one of the best in the business, and that's it." Um, he was the most impressive prospect for like a first ballot hall of famer yeah. i mean granted health and all that other stuff is going to come yeah if play. you if you listen to the uh broadcast the guys were saying i think it was uh to somebody uh chipper jones told mark to that acuna is the best hitter he's ever seen now that's a pretty big compliment from a guy that hit 440 fucking home runs from like and it was a switch hitter. He's one of the best hitters of his generation. And he's still a hitting coach. Yeah, like he's in a the first ballot like, Hall yeah, of Famer. Yeah, he'll still like, roll in there all the time. Honestly, I'm I'm super excited about him and Albies and all these young pitchers they have now. Freed and fucking uh, Soroka and all those guys. Braves are, yeah. are look dynamite for the future. I feel like if they can make a deal for a closer at, yep. at the at the break, they have a legit chance to win the World Series. I don't think with the guy they have in there now. I don't uh, either. At closer Jackson or whatever his name is. I I, I agree. Yeah. I don't think they can win it. But if they move like Jackson's not a bad guy just doesn't have it whatever Trevor Hoffman had even after Trevor Hoffman lost his fastball and started throwing 90-91 he was still dominant because it's in your head I think that that closer role there's something about the mentality behind it that makes you great at it and this uh, this kid doesn't have it he just doesn't have it no and I wish they would have picked up uh, Kimbrell yeah Yeah, from uh, that would have been nice wouldn't it man I Uh, think that would have sealed it up right there but having Keuchel Keuchel has pitched his uh, he, he looks really good. He looks really good. I, look, I'm still going with the Cubs on this one, but I, I think I would say next year my money will be on maybe. the Braves with, with health, obviously, and maybe bringing in one more veteran. Um, yeah. We'll see. Well, I, hopefully they can keep Donaldson on because he's been a really positive influence in the clubhouse and stuff. Plus, he's starting to rake now. Yeah. Uh, I Look, I, I like Donaldson. And he's a great defensive third base. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's, he's rad. And he he's a elite. fucking gamer. Yeah. Like, he's tough as nails, that yeah. guy. Um, he's looking good, but uh, look, I think this is the Yankees to lose this year. Um, it, it's going to be, I mean, when that team come, well, let's if, I say if when they can get healthy, if they get healthy, it's going to be rough, man. Cause there's like nine guys in that lineup that are going to have 25 or more home runs and four, four of them that are 40 plus home run guys. So it's like, <laughs> holy shit, dude. Although we've seen, and this is, this almost always holds true. Great pitching beats great hitting in the playoffs. It yep. all, it's always true. So we'll see. 
we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I, I look, this this major league uh, baseball playoffs is going to be lights out this year, and yeah. I'm really looking forward to it. I want to ask you about a question that immediately was raised after the home run derby about. Uh, this was on CNN, so take it for what it's worth. Uh, out of those fucking shit bags. Yeah, but uh, they they had an article of how the Braves are exploiting players by signing Acuna to that deal and Albies to that deal. Uh, just because you know they're young and from another country and and all that other bullshit. What are your thoughts on that? I think that uh, Acuna and Albies are very smart players. You can tell that they're smart and they have social media. Mm-hmm. And there's there's no way they don't know the kind of money that's out there. I do too. I think that they they seem like why sign those deals then if you're them because they're best friends like legit best friends and they want to stay together and hang out and play baseball together that's what they care about they're fucking i mean when i say they're simple i don't mean they're simple-minded i mean they have simple taste they just want to fucking hang out and play ball together and and play on the same team for as long as fucking possible that seems to be the case because the braves on their local broadcast on fox sports south have done probably 15 different pieces over the last two years about those two guys and they do everything together like literally, they're always right. together. Um, so I, I look at it differently. I'll, I'll play devil's advocate on the CNN article. Um, I look at it from a standpoint of they're what twenty, twenty-one years old, both of them, right? Yeah, twenty. I think they're both twenty. I think. To me, if you were to get hurt with a really catastrophic injury, yeah, and have to go back to to your fucking country that you know clearly doesn't give a shit about you. Yeah, um, they're not going to pay you that kind of money. Uh, look, what's at 20 years old, taking $100 million, right, for 10 years. What mm-hmm. was it, 10 years for Acuna? Yep. No, 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 eight. Eight. Yeah, so he'll be in his prime when he comes off of that thing, and he'll get a four to $500 million contract. Probably. If he's on yeah. this trajectory. So who gives a shit about that first 100, dude? Yeah, and, and can't you still go to arbitration if you have great years? I don't know the ins and outs of that. You, I mean, he'll, they'll ask to restructure or demand a trade like, every, like the people in the NBA do. Right. It's, not, it's no different. So uh, to me – I think at 20 years old, when you truly don't know what's going to happen in your yeah. career, I think you do take that money. Acuna is 21. Albies is 22. 20, yeah. I, for, I, th- I think at that young, you do take that money and protect your future in case something happens. Uh, and I think that's what happened with the Kawhi Leonard situation where you know Jalen Rose is like, no, he's only going to take a two-year contract with, with Toronto. Why would you do that? With Toronto. Having a catastrophic injury already that, that took you out for a year. Yeah. Why wouldn't you take that money and play it safe? If this, if this kind of money, who gives a shit, right? Who gives a shit at this point? Um, and again, like you said, when, they're, when these deals end for them, they're in their prime. They'll be able to go after yeah. the max contracts they could possibly get from people. And uh, for them, if I'm a kid and I'm that age, I'd probably take that money too. Yeah. No, I would. I mean, uh, Albies is going to be 30 when his contract's done. Unless... Yep. So the last two years are team options. So chances are the team will opt him out and fucking re-sign into a better contract when he's in his 28 season. That'd be my guess. Otherwise, he's going to start demanding a trade. And Acuna being the the absolute best player in the league by that point probably because Trout will be a little bit past his prime. Um, I feel like he will have uh, enormous pressure to apply to the Braves organization to pay him. Like yeah. if Albie starts becoming unhappy, and I think they know that too. Like if if they don't, they should. Albie's and and fucking uh, Acuna have to know they have a lot of uh, power in that organization because of who Acuna is. 
I think that's probably part of it too, to be honest. Um, yeah, I, I do too. And uh, I, I think those kids are fine for the future for yeah. now. And, you know, again, like you said, you can go in and bitch and your agents can do all that shit. Both of them are going to be superstars. Uh, Acuna might be one of the greatest of all time uh, if he's able to keep up this trajectory. So we'll see. I mean, Albies is a second baseman who's hitting in the high 200s and he's hitting 25 home runs a year. That's And he's 22 years old. I know. So it's like... I don't know what's what's both the, certainly I don't know. have the opportunity, man. And they're both very good defensively too. I, I wonder. Oh, yeah. I wonder what the ceiling is. For we'll find one out. Of those guys. Uh, speaking of greatest of all time, you, me, and Disgust and Justin got together on Saturday night and yep. watched uh, UFC. Oof, man, that was one of the best cards I've seen in a very, very long time. It was. Um, and you know, look, everybody says John Jones is the greatest of all time. He did not look that great to me. Um, and then after seeing the the injury that Santos suffered with the ACL, yeah. AC, uh, ACL, MCL, and PCL, his whole knee is destroyed. Meniscus is torn, shattered. I, I don't even know if he comes back. Maybe in a year and a half. He's definitely out for. No, it won't be a year and a half. That's like a six month. Each well, that's a problem. Each yeah, each one gotta, of those would be six months. Uh, yeah. Obviously, it's not six on top of six. But I would say he's definitely done for the rest of this year. There's no question. Yeah, I think his trainer announced that, but. He like mid next year, maybe a year out, maybe a year, because once you become fully healthy, you got to do a camp, right? Oh yeah. Then you have to do your many and the lead up and that whole thing. So there's it, it'll be this time next year at earliest. And I he'll think, have to he take back. a lesser challenger. Like you know, he's not going to hop in. Well, and who knows what's going to happen in light title. heavy by then? Because John Jones has been wrecking that fucking whole division for years now. He he looked beatable for the first time on Saturday night. He did and he didn't. And here's why I say that. So. Santos was one of his like early on. It's clear that he was going after that inside leg kick and he was trying to make like swell Jones legs up, um, which is one of his like that for a guy where you can't reach him with your arms because he's got that fucking 84 and a half inch reach. Um, what else are you going to do? You got to use your legs, right? Yeah. So Jones clearly switched up his stance right after that and started using his left leg to kick down into the knee of Santos. You saw it a bunch oh, of yeah. times. Every time that leg kick started to come up, I've, he I've kicked down it. into it. I've <laughs> and it looked, it fucked God it. Damn. It like destroyed his goddamn knee. Say what you want to about fair play and all that shit, but if a guy's going to try to fucking injure you on the inside of your leg, and that's what fighting is. You're trying to injure the other guy. Yeah. Um, if he's trying to do that, then that's the best defense to it, apparently, is to kick down into that leg, to stop that from coming up. This over and over, he's kicking down into that leg. Fucked his leg up and he won without, yeah. without taking any damage. I know. So just because he didn't knock the guy out, does that mean? Because that, to me, is a fucking really smart game plan, and it worked. It is. To me, he's starting to get into the, the Mayweather aspects of his career where it's a lot of defense. And yeah. Look, yes, he won smartly. Um, and as without as taking possible, any damage, without taking any damage, absolutely. And it reminds me of, of what Mayweather did for years and years and years, yeah. where it wasn't the most exciting thing to watch, but it was effective. Yeah. And, and until somebody can beat him, congratulations. And John Annick said it too. Like uh, now, he's carrying Santos into the fucking championship rounds. Like people, UFC fighters are used to going fifteen minute stops, and once you get into you know that fourth round, that's where you know stuff starts to become real. Yeah. Uh, to his credit, Santos is a fucking warrior, man. That guy, his leg was fucked 
right around round one, as soon as John Jones figured out what he was doing with that inside leg kick, he started hammering homeboy's knee for the rest of the fight, and he stayed in there and took it, man. Yeah. And he still kicked. He still charged after him. I mean, he still looked pretty, pretty I know, good. man. Uh, it so looked, it like, he was a great performance. Yeah. I think that out guy. Out of him, I mean, a ballsy, gutsy performance. Yeah. I'm just saying out of John Jones, it wasn't much, especially when you have an opponent hurt that bad. Go in for the knockout and try to fucking, you know. You have to do something. You have to try to take him down or something. Speaking of trying to take people down, (laughs) this was the best. Ben Askren's been talking all this shit, (laughs) and he is by by all accounts like one of the best grapplers on earth. Like no shit. Yep. Rogan's been talking about him. Fucking, I enjoy the shit. Brendan Schaub's been talking about him. Yeah. Well, here's the thing: Masvidal didn't give a fuck about any of that. No, he's this is like his 47th fight, professional yeah. fight or some shit. This is like, man, I fought all kinds of different people. I don't give a shit. Plus, he's kind of like a before he was fighting professionally, he was fighting people in, in the backyard bare knuckle. Hey, what do they call him? Street Jesus? Or? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So just the same way that Kimbo Slice came up, that's what this dude was doing because he just likes to fight, man. So he doesn't give a shit about getting hit. No. Well, and and that was one of the great. It's the greatest it. knockout in the history of the UFC. I, I I agree because of all the hype. And Brendan Schaub was talking about this on his show last night. I think because of all the hype, because of all the shit talking, and because the video that got released on uh uh I think it was yesterday morning actually, and it was him. It was Masvidal two days before that fight practicing that exact move. You're like, kidding? No, he's like I didn't see the video. He he's like waiting for the fight, acting like he's and. He's with his sparring partner, and then uh, he kind of does that same thing where he backs up and rope dopes a little bit and then immediately sprints towards the guy and throws knees into a pad. He was doing that over and over again. He had a plan. No this shit. Is, yes, this is exactly what he wanted to do. Wow. And I didn't not only did it work, it was the quickest knockout in UFC history. Yes, five but seconds. Al- but also, I mean, technically, he was knocked out about two seconds into that fight. It just got oh, called, yeah, yeah, it got yeah, called yeah, in five yeah. seconds. <laughs> so I've never seen anything like it. It's, it was amazing. We were at a bar, and this is what I love about it erupted. live sports. It was like the World Cup, yeah, and man. your team I, just scored, yeah, exactly. Dude. Like, whoever was a fan of, of Askren in the ring or in, in the bar that night, they immediately stopped bec- being his fan and became a fan of Masvidal, who just fucking knocked his ass off. Everybody jumped up in the air, yeah. and uh, you know, every time they showed the replay, that was fun as shit, and I, I was really, really happy. I was in a public environment to celebrate that with everybody. Because, yeah, you was, know, as soon as something like that happens, all you want to do is pick up the phone or call somebody or text somebody and be like, yeah. dude, do you fucking see this shit? Holy shit, this is crazy. This is amazing. Um, so, yeah, that was amazing. And then uh, the fight before it. Uh, yeah, Nunez might be uh, – she may have a legit uh, argument for the best female fighter in UFC history at this point. Yeah. Because she's beaten everybody, right? Everyone. I mean, it's, it's – and. Honestly, I didn't think Holm was ever in that fight, really. Like, she's clearly one of the better kickboxers in the female division ever. Yeah. But uh, there's something about Nunez. I don't know if the explosiveness. And Holm was 37 years old, too. That played a role. Yeah. Obviously. You could tell that it played a role. Um, you hate to say that because... I told you before the fight, I thought she'd get knocked out in the first round and that she would retire afterwards. I'm surprised she hasn't announced anything yet. Um, because we'll to see. me... She's 37, man, and she's taken some brutal knockouts at this point. Yeah, her her bell's been rung a number of times. That's for sure. I mean, th- this last one, she had the same thing where she got kicked, kicked in the side of the the, the head yeah. in a previous fight, which is funny because that's how she beat Rousey. I know, but that same kick, same move. Yep. I, I think for her, man, just 
pack it up and go home. Like I, I felt awful for her after that was over. Where I was just yeah, like, ugh, because she's thirty seven years old. Um, it's a it's a different sport now. It is. It's way different, and it and it it works for people like Nunez who are super aggressive. Yeah. Um. So here's here are the the last fights for Nunez. Um. Beat Holly Holm, obviously. Beat Cyborg before that. Not not a te- not a technical knockout. It Destroyed she, Cyborg. It was a KO. So the oh, difference yeah. between a KO and a TKO. TKO is when fucking Herb Dean comes in there and m- moves you out of the way and says stop hitting him. Right. A KO is where homegirl is knocked the fuck out. Yeah. Like Debo is on the ground, brick upside his head. <laughs> like the whole situation. Uh, Valentina Shevchenko was fucking great. She beat Ronda Rousey. She beat Misha Tate. I mean, who's left? There's no one in that division in the female class. And she's champ champ, man. She's, she's, know. she's dominating two divisions right now. So it's like, what the fuck? Like, she's, how, look, she's got an argument for best pound for pound fighter in the world. Maybe. Yeah. You have to, you have to at least. It's I mean, weird. Like, it's, this, this is a weird one. Like, men's in U.S. It's just hard to close, compare those two it, it things. Is, yeah. But uh, against the competition that's available. Correct. She hasn't lost since fucking 2014. Yeah. I mean that's crazy. It's a long ass time. I mean it's not. She hasn't quite reached like the Anderson Silva level yet, for, as far as right. like dominance and division for that long. But she's getting fucking close. And honestly, I don't see who's going to beat her. She's thirty one now. She probably has two dominant years left, and then she's going to start to tail off. So she's got. In the end, it will probably be about a seven year stretch of domination on her part, and that's a long fucking time for any sport where people are trying to injure you on a regular basis to go and dominate that that's a long fucking time dude. it is yeah and she's uh, gonna have two or three more fights in that time period like major fights i know and she wins them and retains her belts she's probably she's probably in that conversation for best pound for pound ever at that point like top five at least i, I think so i think so which uh, is she's good. definitely a it's good and people are super amped about that fight too just like they are for the women's national soccer team people are getting more and more amped for these women's fights and that's cool as shit i was i think and you can thank ronda rousey for that because i like i was one of those who who was amped to see ronda rousey fight every time yeah just because of the attitude mostly yeah i didn't think she was uh all that dominant i think the 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 competition was weaker back then Mm -hmm. um and once people started to show up that knew what they were doing she got her fucking ass kicked a little bit but uh like she's uh oof. Yeah. She really did it for the sport. Like she she brought him front and center for sure. It was great, man. It was really fucking great. I'm amped for that uh DC Stepe fights. Um that's Yeah, Stepe was in the uh charity softball he game last night. He made a great play at third base. Yeah, yeah. Um, hit his head. He did ground, hit his so. head, but I feel like he, his head's been hit so many times that he probably didn't notice really. Yeah. Uh, I got to get in that thing. I, I gotta, in, in two years, it'll be in Atlanta. Yeah, gotta, in 2021, Drinking Bros, just know that uh, the the Major League Baseball All-Star game is going to be in Atlanta. Yep. And we're going to try hard to get Ross into the charity softball yes, game. Yes, I, I, I need it. I'm a softball messiah. Yeah. Uh, great at baseball as a child, um, as a youth. It was good all the way up through high school, to be honest with you. Um, different level after that, though, yep. man. Fuck. That's when kids really start heating up. You had a you had a big arm too, didn't you? Yeah, I threw in the mid mid to high nineties yeah. when I was uh, when I was a junior. Did you get recruited a bunch? Yeah, yeah. I still remember the guy who was a, kind of a creep named Steve Kring. He was a scout for the Reds, and he was always at all my stuff. No shit. Yeah, and he had a super high pitched voice, and he kind of looked like maybe Humpty Dumpty ish a little bit. Super nice guy though. He was like, "Hey, make sure you're like doing your stuff and and." 
treating your body right because you don't want to end up with a high-pitched voice like me when you're older. I'm like, that's pretty funny. <laughs> that's pretty funny for a guy to say, honestly, to take the piss out of himself like that. But he was uh, – that, that to me, honestly, if I could do it, being a baseball scout might be – the best job on earth for you i think it would be yeah because you get to travel all the time yeah. you love baseball more than yep. life itself yep. and uh and you also get to go it alone dude you and know? my no weird kids. my weird ass autism brain oh you'd be able to fire through yeah. all of that yep. that'd be the perfect job for you it would be great yeah uh me me personally i i started i think the recruitment letters for football started coming around 10th grade so i stopped playing all the rest of the sports try to focus on one yeah and then you get to i remember when i got to senior year when because you, you get three visits by the the ncaa right yep. for d1 the rest of them you can go and fucking do whatever you want but uh i knew i wasn't be, gonna like be good enough to be a professional nfl player so i was like fuck this i want to yeah. enjoy my life um yeah but, for uh, sure i mean because it's people don't realize they hear these young kids bitching about um, and it was part of the whole debate about whether uh, Division One NCAA kids should be getting paid. Mm-hmm. Like, you're getting free college, you're getting this. Like, look, man, they have a talent, they have a skill that no one else can do. Period. I think uh, I would. I think the argument for NCAA football players getting paid is stronger than the women's team getting paid more. Honestly, like those kids should be getting paid. And the oh, college, I 100 agree. And the college kids, I honestly think. If if NCAA basketball wants to continue as a legit competitive organization, they need to become a minor league for the NBA, or they're going to fucking die. Yes, like it's it's over for them. If 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 the ball kids can prove that you can go somewhere else and play in a private or professional league yep. and develop better, plus not have to deal with that bullshit, like man, it's over for the NCAA. Why? It's, what 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 makes you like me as a parent? Even do I want my kid who is definitely going to play? professional basketball is it better for him to do one year of joke ass school because let's be honest the classes those kids are taking in their freshman year are bullshit if oh yeah because all leaving, you have to do is get through that second yeah, semester they, they're taking the easiest yeah. shit they can yeah would, would you rather him do that or go to a professional league where they're making money in a different country and get that experience like which one rounds you out better as a person i would say the pro league for sure like that is going to prepare you more for the life you're actually going to live than some bullshit college. I, I agree. Uh, it's tough. It, it's it's tough to say because you're going to have to pick up and move or help out or whatever. Like for sure, but the, having an they're going to pay for it. Another country, hundred percent. So yeah, and, and there's you, no bullshit. As a family, rules. you'd have to be prepared for that as well. I think you're going to need a few of these cases to to come through in the NBA. Yeah, for some of these kids to become superstars to have your answer, but I don't think yeah. they'll have it now. I also think. You know, this one and done rule will probably be over soon. I, I don't think this will continue very much longer. I don't see how, like, I, to me, it's, it's there, who's going to sue first? Like, for whatever reason, I, don't, I still don't understand why, uh, who was it, Mike Smith and, and Maurice Claret back in the yeah. day of 2004? Yeah, Claret. When they, when they sued. For to, Ohio State. Yeah. Like, I, look, dude, if it's the NFL imposing the rule, I get it. But why would you? Like, in the NFL, I get it because kids are bigger and stronger. Like, the difference between college football and, and pro football is light years away. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the difference between, like, super competitive NCAA basketball and, 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 and the NBA is not that much different. No. Like, a guy like Zion at 18 years old could come into the league and legitimately contribute. Like there's oh, no, yeah, there's yeah, yeah. absolutely no question about that. LeBron came in and contributed. Kobe did the same Kobe, thing. Kobe Garnett. Like, 
Garnett. It's yep. the same goddamn thing. It's and and what's the difference between eighteen and nineteen, anyways? It's one year, one and it's year, mostly yeah. mental development, not yeah. not a little more mature, not physical. So to me, I think it's much better to have a professional league they can play in, even if it's the G League. Like Gatorade's fucking up. Gatorade should be spending all their money trying to lobby the NBA to turn the G League into a legit minor league and fuck college altogether. I, th- I think they are, and I think they're trying. Um, I hope so, it happens. I, I, so do I, and, uh, and we'll see. I know LeVar Ball, uh, the dad, tried to do it. Yeah, with, he just uh, doesn't have the clout or the money, and people no. think he's a jackass. Yeah, and, he, and again, he does not have the money for but it. But if it's it was a billionaire, company. if it was like Steve Ballmer and he wasn't the owner of the Clippers yet, and he was like, you know what, fuck this, we're just going to make a league here, a yeah. development league, that would work. People, oh, for people sure. People would do that, so... I, I, I think it's close one way or the other. I don't think it lives forever, uh, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, you want, let's take some uh, questions here. We're going to take some live questions. Again, we've got a new YouTube page. Yeah, I've got one up Subscribe. here. Subscribe. Um, let, let me see who asked. I'll, I'll fire away it. first. You ready? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, Nicholas D. Leonardo uh, says, did Rapino intend to stomp on the American flag? Uh, did I, she deserve to get the golden boot when most of her performance was from penalty kicks? Um, I'll answer this first. I... I don't think it was uh, Rapino. I don't think it was Rapino or however, however the fuck you pronounce it. No, it was, uh, it was Ali, Ali Long. Yeah. So, um, so just to clarify, they were about to do some celebration for the camera, um, and Ali Long had the flag in her hand, and Rapino kind of swatted it away, and Ali Long just dropped it on the ground. Like, gotcha. Holy shit, dude. You're representing your country right now. This is why I don't give two fucks about their equal pay argument because of the stats, the data. I think they're wrong. I don't think they deserve more money. Maybe from sponsorships domestically, yes, absolutely, but not from FIFA. Okay. Uh, but if you're if that's your play, and it is, their play is to make sponsorship dollars domestically. That's their good play. You can't do that by pissing off fucking fifty percent of the goddamn country, dude. No, I, and look, I, and I agree. I saw the footage, and to me, I couldn't tell one way or another if she was getting pulled uh, for press or whatever it is. I mean. The only pass that I'll give, if this if this was what happened, because I don't, I genuinely don't know, um, is after all this shit is over, there's a million publicists and press pulling you to do shit, and I, I don't know how much these women know about the American flag or whatever. So I I'm more I'm I lean towards more so giving them a pass because I don't I don't know. It didn't seem like the intent of like fuck you and I'm gonna rip this out and stomp it on the ground. So I'm not sure. Uh, I, I don't know. Um, I'm sure it'll come up in an interview, though, for sure, when these girls do that ticker tape parade. Yeah. So somebody will answer that question, and it, it will be one of them. I can promise you that. On your second question, did she deserve to win the golden boot when most of her performance was from penalty kicks? That's a great one, man. That's a, actually a really great question because I would have leaned more towards Morgan. Yeah, I agree. Simply but- for the fact of, you're right, uh, taking penalty kicks not that it's the easiest thing in the world. It's not a free throw. It's a very it's a high stress situation. For it, sure. Yes, and it's not a free throw where you know nobody's trying to block it. Um, but I think there is a legitimate argument for her getting it over Morgan on this team, and I probably would have leaned toward Morgan uh, getting it. Um, next question: If the MLB home runs die off next year, is that an omission of guilt with respect to juicing the balls? What they're talking about in this one was uh, Verlander, Justin Verlander, saying that the Major League Baseball owns Rawlings, right? Yeah. And that they are intentionally juicing the ball to get people to come to the ballpark and to get higher ratings. You had a really interesting 
debate about this they're last not, night when we were watching the yeah, home run derby. It's not even a debate. They're just not, no, not at all. They're uh, not juicing the ball. Technology is getting better. Yeah, and, and, and explain this to the audience because once you explain it to me, it it made more sense. Yeah. The only question I go ahead and then I'll, I'll tell you my only question yeah. afterwards. So. Uh, just to clarify, the woman who picked, I, and I want to give her a shout out because I, I appreciate what she did. Um, it was O'Hara who ran up and picked that flag up off the ground immediately when she saw it on the ground. Okay. So clearly somebody fucking had uh, the wherewithal. The to wherewithal. Say, hey. Like, look, the flag, you have to understand, and I, that made me mad too, but you also have to understand that uh, people don't have the same life experience you do, and maybe that flag to some affluent white woman who's lived her whole 21 life. 21 years old or whatever Like she's is, been yeah. probably affluent her entire life. It probably doesn't mean the same thing to you, to her as it does to people who have had uh, friends and family members or themselves serve in the military or as first responders or whatever. Doesn't excuse it by any stretch. So still fuck them for doing that. Honestly, that's really, that makes me furious that they did that. A hundred percent. And again, if that was the case and that was their, their fucking intent, yes, by all means, I don't, I don't really care the if there board. was. I don't care if there was. It was their intent or not. Honestly, get fucked. Like, look, man, it's the flag. You don't throw it on the ground. Everyone knows that. No one doesn't know that that's the one case. One would imagine. Yeah, one would imagine. At Again, any rate, I, I would have to see because I didn't. I didn't see the footage uh, of of that particular incident. Yeah. I saw the swiping of the hand thing by Rapinoe, yeah. but I didn't see the footage you were talking about. So I, I, I don't. I yeah. genuinely can't answer that one. At any rate, back to the baseball thing. Uh, so. We actually talked about this on the show recently when we were talking about physics, right? Yep. So, and I think I was talking about how the earth spins and, and, the, and that whole shit. Same thing with the baseball. I, I don't have an example here. But inside the baseball, there's a rubber pill, and it's about, I don't know, it's small. It's like that big. Or it's about that big. The reason that balls are jumping now, and Manfred said this on, on uh, some ESPN broadcast about two weeks ago, I think, during a baseball game. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, the reason that the ball is jumping is because that pill is now more perfectly round and it's more perfectly centered inside the ball, which means when that ball is traveling through the air, it's, um, it's, um, God damn it. I can't remember the name. Yeah. The center of gravity is more perfect than it was before. There's less wobble in the ball and thus less drag. That's like basic physics. Right. So of course the ball is jumping more now. I can't say whether or not Major League Baseball asked Rawlings to do that or if now they'll ask him to back it off a little bit. I don't know. But it's, it's like if you're, a, if you're a, one of the engineers at Rawlings, you want to make the most perfect baseball you can, right? And yes. that means a perfectly centered center of gravity. And th- this is the result. Like, and, balls are getting crushed. And, I, and look, to, to that point, because once you said it, I was like, oh, well, that makes more sense. I don't know if Justin Verlander is informed on that because I wasn't. Yeah. I, don't I, think I, most, I didn't know this story. I don't think most people know that. Like no. who, most people don't think of physics as a casual hobby, to be honest. Right? right. Like you should know that the flag doesn't touch the ground and you should certainly not throw it on the goddamn ground. I don't know how many people understand, uh, the concept of wobble. Like when a, like, cause it's the same thing with, a, uh, even on a planetary level, it makes a difference. So well, well once you said it, it made complete sense. Um, yeah, but only, still you gotta question, have an opinion about it, right? Yeah. Yeah. It, cause the only question I have about it is if you're Manfred, right? Yeah. Who's the, the commissioner of MLB. Did you know this going in? Did you consult with somebody yeah. beforehand and say, Hey, how do we get the ball to go faster? Jump a little 
more off the bat uh, by creating better technology. Yeah. And if that's the case, why didn't you do it years ago? It seems super obvious. Like if I'm an engineer at Ross. Yeah, yeah. Once you broke it down last night. Yeah. It seems so obvious to me that I didn't understand why this wasn't yeah, yeah. done previously. Because if you're an engineer, like this, this information is not new. The idea of, of something, th- these are like Newtonian physics from way back in the day, that the tighter the center of gravity is, the less wobble there'll be, the less drag, right? Right. That's, that's like super basic stuff. You would think that the first thing the baseball engineer would have thought of is to do that. Maybe they found a better way to do it. Like they knew they should do it, but they just found a better way, and that's breaking technology. That's very possible too. So we don't know. We don't. Uh, and the I, thing I, I wonder about is: it, is it better for the game to have that happen? I would say absolutely yes. Same, yeah, yeah. And, and, and as a fan, it is too. I want to see still, more home runs and, and yeah. all that stuff. I don't show up to the ballpark because of who's pitching that night. No. Well, uh, maybe, I mean, maybe one guy for me, and that's Clayton Kershaw. Yeah. Uh, when I was in LA, like, yeah, if, if Kershaw was pitching, I'd try to make my way out because yep. I've always wanted to see a no hitter in person, yeah, yeah. but he's about the only dude I show up for to see the Here, pitcher. Yeah. Yeah. But here's the thing. What works for the goose or what's good for the goose is good for the gander. Right. Yeah. It's the, the pitchers have a distinct advantage now too. That slider is going to spin tighter. There's going to be less wobble in it. It should break more crisply. Same thing with the curveball. And their fastball should go straighter when they're throwing a four-seat fastball. They should be able to locate better, right? It yeah. works It works for both people. Yeah, there, there are going to be more home runs, absolutely. There are going to be more harder-hit balls. But the pitcher has an advantage, too, because the ball's going exactly where he wants for the most part, or at least if you're a good pitcher. So Charlie Morton's got a 232 ERA, Mike Miner. Old Braves guy oh, yeah. in Texas. Yeah. Uh, he's got a 254 ERA. Verlander's got a 298 ERA. I don't know what he's complaining about. Uh, Ryu from the Dodgers has a 173. Castillo's 229. And uh, Scherzer's 230. Grinky's 273. Cole Hamels is 292 or 298. Like, how, when's the last time you had five guys in a single league with sub three ERAs as starting pitchers? Like, that doesn't happen that much. No. Honestly, like there's a, there are tight races for the fucking, uh, and, and Kirby Yates has 30 fucking saves already. Chapman's got 24. Like, come on, man. I, I think it's a, it's an interesting debate to have, but if Verlander's bitching about it, like, I don't get that. Cause well, as a, he's a pitcher and as a pitcher, like, you know, his home runs given up this year has gone up. And he's, he's also on pace for 18 wins right now and a two fucking 30 ERA or some shit. He's still pissed off about it. So Sorry, bro. As a pitcher, I understand it. Uh, next question, Seth Morton. Are we ready for some college motherfucking football? Yes, we are. Can we at least get you and Dan's way, 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 way to early national championship Clemson. game prediction? I, I'm not, we're not going to give you the championship game, uh, but our winner we can give right now. Because I think this is anybody. And again, if you're betting with us or against us on mybookie.com, some of these odds are already up for the national champion of next year. Mm-hmm. I, I would be really hard-pressed to tell you to bet against Clemson with that team coming back in that quarterback. Yeah. Jesus Christ, <laughs> that kid's going to be a superstar. He's, yeah, he's... And they have an easy fucking schedule. They have an easy schedule. Uh, their offense is intact. The defense is going to be shaken up a little bit because they lost major guys, but they're, it looks like they just reloaded, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, but I, look, I do have some sleeper teams, and uh, I do have some surprises this year. So uh, next month, uh, August, the first week of August is when we do our 
college football show. Yep. Um, so tune in for that one because that's where we're, we dedicate the entire And preseason and rankings to, will be out then. Yeah, so. all of it. And we dedicate the entire show to that. Uh, next question. Dan, you can answer this. This is a great question. When is NASCAR going to shut it down? Because it kind of seems like it's coming. On the marketing side, you've dealt with NASCAR a lot behind the scenes. Yep. What's the real story with what's going on with NASCAR? I'm not going to tell you which, uh, which place it was. But we were we were kicking around a title sponsorship for uh, for a racetrack, and it was going to be, and this is not one of the bigger ones, obviously. But we could have gotten it for somewhere around half a million a year for a title sponsorship for a racetrack. Really, which means every event that's there would be would have been called the whatever the Black Rifle this or the Black Rifle that. No shit. Yeah. Wow. And it's like, man, that's bad. That's not good. And I know just generally from talking to them that uh, they're, they're having a hard time getting millennials to watch because nobody gives a fuck about cars going in a circle anymore. Like, you have to do something more than that. Or you have yeah. to have personalities or something. That's why they're pushing this, uh, what's his name, Bubba um, Watson? Not Watson. Um, <sighs> hey, what's his name? You're, you're, you're talking to the wrong guy about NASCAR. There is one sport that I stopped watching after Dale, Dale Jr. left. Bubba Wallace. He's like yeah. a 25-year-old black kid from Alabama. Super good driver. He's great, but I, look, I stopped watching and stopped caring when Dale Jr. left. Yeah. To me, that sport to me was about personalities mm-hmm. or dominance, one or the other. I watched when Jimmy Johnson, Jimmy Johnson was, yeah. was crushing everybody too. And uh, who was before that? The Rainbow Warrior. Uh, Jeff Gordon. Yes. Yeah. I watched those. Yep. I, I watched those guys. Right now, there is no dominant figure who's winning every single race. And there's nobody with a fucking personality that I give a shit about. No. Who's the guy that killed somebody too? Um, what ran over him on the track? Uh, Tony Stewart. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Tony Stewart was a was a big. You, you said that like you did it on purpose. He didn't. It was an accident, supposedly. I, I watched the footage of that one. I've seen it. I think he fucking. I think he wanted to hit the kid. I didn't think he meant, meant to kill him. But yeah. He killed him regardless. Yeah. He was kind of a dick. That was. It's a stateside kill. We've yeah. always known that I wanted to murder. I'm I'm yeah. with him, not against him. Dude got out of his fucking car on a track, and he shouldn't have. Yeah, don't do that, by the way. No, ever on a, on a racetrack. But again, big personality out of Tony Stewart. He left. Dale Jr. is gone. I don't know how they recover, and you're right, with millennials. Like, dude, they don't give a shit about NASCAR. No. They also don't give a shit about motorcycles. And the motorcycle industry is down No, as well. the whole thing, I don't know what, uh, and that, that makes what uh, Red Bull is going to do over the next couple of years super interesting because they've kind of pulled back from a lot of the stuff. They're still doing X Games and stuff like that, yep. but they're going more with individual influencers instead of leagues and shit now. Um, and I don't know if that's, I honestly don't know what it's about, but I assume just from a marketing perspective that it's about that. It's about not being involved in stuff that you don't think is going to be successful. Because you don't want to be like there. There was um, <clears throat> I don't remember who owned it, but there was a rally car league or some shit. Yep. Then it just like folded immediately. Um, so we'll see. There's still cool dudes out like Steve Arpin, uh, JT's friend, is is still out there doing it. The rally car stuff. There's still a market for it for sure. There is. It's just getting smaller and smaller, yeah. and it's harder to get sponsorships. <laughs> like we've talked to a lot of those guys behind the scenes, and it's you know it's a yeah. fight, man. Uh, yeah, it's, it, it's expensive. It is very expensive. Yeah, uh, I think Arpin said on the show that you pretty much got to be rich to do this shit. Yeah, um, which is fine if you can make the money back, but they're having problems. Like I, I don't know who they have running the marketing for those organizations. Like honestly, I don't. I'm saying I don't know. Not in a in a dickish way i just don't know what their plan is because i don't see a plan me neither 
Um, we'll see, I guess. Yeah, I don't, I don't see what's going to happen. Coity, uh, Cody Foister. Um, I like I like Coity Foister, though, a lot. Uh, he says the Lakers are better off without Kawhi. Do you agree with that? I do not, me personally. I think if Kawhi goes there, they win for years to come. I think that team is pretty ah, much. I don't know. It's the Kawhi, same. It's the AD, same. and yeah, LeBron. Yeah. No, I got it, but it's the same. Well, two of those guys play the same position, so... Like, how do you do that? Obviously, their solution right now is to, uh, with Kuzma, moving down from the four to the three is to move LeBron to point guard. But Which they've done. Yeah. yeah. But that's like that's on paper. That still doesn't solve the problem of who does what on the court. Like, LeBron definitely would have been the, the ball handler for the most part yeah. on that team. Um, but in that situation, are you I, – I don't see how it works with those three, to be honest. Like – uh, just thinking about the way the three of them play, um, none of them are, are like hardcore isolation guys like we used to see back in the day, like Kobe. None of them are like Kobe. Right. Like a big part of LeBron's game is distributing the ball for sure. Um, but a big part of AD's game is not moving without the ball necessarily, and the same thing with Kawhi. They're both like high post guys for the most part. Yeah. And, and, and a lot of the way they play their game. So how does that gel with a guy who is a dominant ball handler that likes to penetrate? Because not, he's not going to be kicking the ball out. There's no version of the Lakers with those three guys where he's kicking the ball out for those guys for open threes. That's just not, that, that doesn't make sense to me. I think it saves me personally. I think it saves LeBron's body. I think you put him down to 60 games a year. Um, you that know, for sure, yeah. Bench him half of those games. Kawhi is a great defensive player. Yep. And he can fit into, like you fit into Toronto. He'll do he anything, into, yeah. He doesn't care. So I, me personally, I, I, think, I think they would have been better, without, uh, better with him and, and made uh, – Made multiple, multiple championship runs. Um, Probably. I think they're still going to do that, to be honest. I do, too. And, and you I know, think they're going to win the next two or three championships. I also think you don't necessarily need LeBron. Uh, getting yeah. AD in his prime forever is still great. So, um, either way, the Lakers had a great offseason, and uh, they're going to be competing for a title, and that's, that's pretty much all you can ask for. Uh, Have we heard anything about Iguodala yet? I, I know him. Like they're looking to trade him. Yeah, I think. Well, they got to buy him out first. So I think they're working on a buyout. Are uh, they going to buy him out or just straight up sign and trade I, or trade? Or I what? heard buyout, and then uh, so that Memphis can save some money, mm. and then he'll sign with somebody else. Uh, Cody, follow up question: Westbrook to the Knicks? Uh, the owner needs to be removed. I thought about that as well, man. Um, the Knicks struck out the entire off season. Like how how much power does the uh, rest of the league have? I know the the owner other owners can vote to get rid of an owner. For right. sure, because they did that with that knucklehead and, and the, with the Clippers. But I think it's got to be something uh, morality Egregious, wise. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it can't just be like, "Hey, you're, you're fucking you're up the sh- franchise." You're your job, yeah. <laughs> uh, and Dolan uh, and those guys aren't running out of money anytime soon. So I don't know what the solution there is. If you're a Knicks fan, I can tell you what the solution is: is to become a Brooklyn Nets fan. Honestly, yeah. Like you can't. It's one thing if your team sucks. And they just bad things happen, an injury happens, and you don't win, or whatever the fuck. But it's another thing to be in the biggest TV market in the world and put on a fucking shitty show. And that's what they've been doing for the past forever. They've been making terrible decisions, yep. like forever since forever. the fucking mid two thousands when they brought uh, Stoudemire over against the wishes of their own fucking medical team, like. Dude, it's been fucking over a decade now where you've just been fucking up. It's a, it's a comedy of errors at this point. And I don't know. Like, I understand the idea of loyalty to your team. I've been a Braves fan since I was a child. But 
at some point you got to say, man, like I've stayed a Braves fan through all their, yeah, we, they won a lot of fucking Western and then Eastern division titles. And right. did, they won one World Series, making the playoffs 14 straight years. They uh, won one World Series. Yeah. I stayed a fan that whole time. I'm still a fan to this day, and I will always be a fan. Unless, for no reason, they just ship out all their players and make incompetent move after incompetent move. At some point, you got to say, man, fuck this. Like, people get emotionally involved in sports. And you're, you're just asking for some mental health problems if you're a Knicks fan at this point, right? Like, go, yeah. go look at Steve Rappaport's feed anytime. He's he may he may fucking go crazy. This, Michael Rappaport? Yeah. Oh yeah. This yeah. might be the end for him. Yeah. Like yeah. he's Michael losing Rappaport his mind. Might, might lose his fucking shit along with the rest of the Knicks fans, Spike yeah. Lee and those guys. Yeah, I was thinking about the Westbrook thing as well. I, I I don't know why you wouldn't do it. To be honest with you, just to put asses in the seats. There's that's one guy who was kind of like uh, Carmelo Anthony um, in a way that they scored a lot, they shot a lot, and they were the only reason that people were going to the Garden. Yeah. If you're just trying to sell seats and jerseys and all that shit, I would have gone after Westbrook too. I don't know why they don't. Um, Maybe they are. Who knows? And they have money. Yeah. They have plenty of fucking money in cap space. Maybe they are, but I don't think uh, if you're Westbrook, you probably don't want to go there. I don't know what they could possibly give up, though, is, is the, the question, because I think they gave up most of their assets. So we'll see. Look, if you want to say, hey, let's give up on Barrett this early. I, I doubt they'll do that. Stretch, so I don't know. Uh, next question, Noah Paitas. Big fan of that last name. Do you think Mac McClung will ever make it to the NBA? You know, it's a great question. Um, there's always the great white hope out there. And to me, he reminds me of uh, a Jimmer Fredette. And I would have said Jimmer Fredette. Look, he's, he's playing in a summer league right now. Jimmer is. I uh, honestly Warriors, thought, actually. I, I thought Jimmer Fredette would end up on a team like the Warriors that values three-point shooting and just run a guy out there that can't do anything else. Yep. But he's currently on their summer team roster. Uh, that's who Mac McClung reminds me of. So we'll see. But then you also got this, uh, this Tyler, Tyler uh, Hero down in uh, Miami from Kentucky, who's absolutely lighting it up in, yeah. in uh, summer league ball right now, who's a lot like Mac McClung, another w- white kid who's scrappy and the problem uh, with McClung, a great shooter. So we'll see. McClung's not a great shooter, though, really. I mean, he shot like 30% from three in college. That's not great. Yeah. Huh? It's not terrible. Um, he's still playing. Oh, it's like 20, yeah, 27.7%. Yeah. That's so, like, eh. like, he scored 24 in this summer league game. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll I mean, he's what, small. He's 6'2". Yeah, you we'll see. A, I, I would tend to lean toward no, probably. Yeah. Um, long story short here. Um, let's see. Next question. Craig Delasky, Ross isn't a fan of bowling, are you? Yes, I am, actually. Uh, I like bowling. They're trying to spice it up. Have you watched them on ESPN? Yeah. They're trying to develop personalities, which is smart. Honestly, it's what NASCAR has not yeah. been able to and do. And they're letting the crowd go ballistic. Yeah. They're letting all the rules go, essentially, of bowling to create fun bowling. And, uh, and so far, it seems the players have embraced it. But I remember when PDW was playing, Pete Weber giving the crotch chops and all that shit. Yeah. That's where uh, Danny McBride got it for yeah, yeah. down and down. <laughs> and he was entertaining as shit. And there was a period where people were watching bowling for a couple years because of him. And it was awesome. Yeah. The problem with bowling is it's so fucking hard to be the best at it over yeah. and over and over again. Cause people can come in and, and bowl two ninety or two, you know, yeah. anybody can luck in with a good game. It's not like you're playing 10 games a piece best out of 10 you can lose on one game, and then your best guy is out of it. And I think that's, that's what hurts bowling 
Uh, but it, look, it was fun when he was playing, and I enjoyed it. So, yeah, it is. Uh, it's something. I don't think it'll ever really work mainstream because nobody cares about that. Like you're. No, me the, the, the me ultimate neither, yeah. goal for a sports league like that is to have people wearing a Pete Weber jersey while they go out and bowl or when they're sitting around watching yeah, bowling. But 100%. that's just not going to happen. No, I, I, it's just the way the, the sport is designed and the yeah. number wise. And you it's, can't, too, it's too hard to have a, a great guy. That's why there will never be a professional lacrosse team. I mean, there, they, there are professional lacrosse leagues, but there will never be like a super successful league. Right. Um, whatever. Yeah. Uh, after the, the Ruben Schneider, after the triumphant Joey Chestnut on the fourth, are you going to make a Dogfather T-shirt? Man, uh, I'd love to. I'd love to. I'd love to have Joey Chestnut on the show. Yeah, he's an interesting guy. Yeah, oh yeah. After watching, we watched that thirty for yeah, thirty yeah. together, and it was fucking hilarious. If you joined us live to to watch the hot dog eating contest, um, that was really really fucking funny. Yeah, it was. But uh, you know, look. Uh, having chestnut on would be a dream we would love to do it uh making dog father shirts would be another reason if jared was still on the show i would say yes 100 percent. i think he would do it oh yeah i think he would too but i mean i don't know if, we've talked about this jared's not a he's not a volume eater it's more like speed in a very short term yeah if you put him it's uh two minutes but it would be funny to do like uh like some commercials with him or something Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be great. Because he seems like a guy that kind of gets it. He's like, this is all bullshit. I can't, he's like, I can't believe. He was embarrassed to say that he made 100 grand a year. Professionally. He's like, yeah. it's kind of embarrassing to say this, but yeah, I make like six figures a year doing this. He's yeah. Like, so I think a guy like that that understands how ridiculous life is um, would be like, I bet he's got a great sense of humor. I really do think he does. Yeah, I uh, do too. So we should definitely try to get him on the show. It'd be great to have Chestnut on the show. We love it. Uh, again, subscribe on YouTube. We'll be, we'll be doing this uh, live pretty much every week, and we'll answer your questions at the end of the show. Uh, Ross Patterson Revolution Podcast and Drinking Bros Podcast has combined uh, for the media company, and we're going off of the same feed. Uh, so follow us. Um, you know, we'll try to set up a, an exact time to do the show on, on Tuesday so that yeah. way everybody can get in on it. Uh, otherwise, you'll, you'll be getting the same audio show on uh, all your shit at night. And uh, thanks for staying with us. D'Anthony, this was fun. Yeah. I, I like the new format. I love the new studio. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, and it's good to hear from everybody. Backslap Ninja asked if we talked about the World Cup yet. Yeah, we did. But you can hear it on the audio show or we'll be posting this video show, right? Correct. As soon so as you, we go off air. Yeah, as soon as we post. go off air, you'll be able to check it out. Yep. Uh, so check us out everywhere and uh, subscribe on YouTube. For D'Anthony D'Anthony Holloway, I am Ross Patterson. This is the DB Sports Companion Show. See you later, everybody.